welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windswepknits.com. Hello and welcome to Knitting on the Run. This is episode 72 and I'm recording on January 22nd, 2020. Hello, this is Monique, known as Windswept Monique, pretty much everywhere online. Thank you so much for listening. Um, The sound may be a little bit different this week. We had uh, a little bit of trouble with some microphone cables. Um, The boys were playing around in my office and um, managed to knock my laptop down onto the floor. And luckily it's a carpeted floor and luckily the laptop has a solid state drive, so nothing seems to amiss. But they did bend the connector um, of my mic cable. Uh, to the point where it was completely unusable. I ordered new cables and just went to take it out of the package and realized, though, yes, it it is a um, female-to-male connector. It, has, it is not as advertised. It is not a headphone jack connector, like it said on the website. It is a audio jack, not a headphone jack. So I will be ordering a new cable in the near future, but in the meantime, we're going to have to go with this sound quality, so apologies for that, but we'll work with what we've got. Um, forward, the segments this week include via Helper Craft Along updates, whips, knitting fail, wearables, pattern stalking, and out and about. So, here we go. For the via Helper Craft Along, yes, it has begun. It's ongoing, and as always, we're keeping the rules simple. Just a quick once-over for those of you who are new listeners. Anything you make for any charity counts, though I am running the FO thread and stuff on Ravelry. It does not have to be a Ravelry project. It does not have to be knit, crochet, woven, or spun. Anything you make for any charity counts. One FO per photo, please, in the FO thread. Links are in the show notes. Donating blood counts, too. Just post a photo of yourself you know, just something reasonable. We'll use the honor system here, but, you know, post a photo of your band-aid or of you sitting in a chair drinking OJ afterwards, something along those lines. We're not really strict. We just, you know, we're using the honor system here. We're going to trust you folks. The FO thread will close when I wake up on the morning of April 1st. Whips, of course, are welcome. They're always welcome. So go ahead, finish up something you started, you know, during the Christmas break or something you were working for over the holidays. Go right ahead. That counts. I do have one more new prize to announce. I want to say a big, huge thank you to Jennifer Lassonde of Downseller Studio. She is offering a pattern from her Ravelry store online. Thank you so much, Jen. Your support is hugely welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. On to whips. Well, there have been a lot since we took last week off. Um, boys and I weren't feeling too great last week, so I did not record. So I have gotten a lot done the last two weeks. I've started my first preemie hat for the year. I'm about halfway through. I uh, did not quite meet my goal last year for Into the Wall to finish up all the um, acrylic nylon sock yarn that I had that turns out to be absolutely horrible for socks, but makes really nice warm hats. So I am going to continue going through that. And my goal is to mail them all to Dana of the Unwind podcast, who runs Into the Wool. I cannot attend Into the Wool this year, unfortunately. But I will be going back again in the future. Um, our anniversary happens to fall that weekend. So um, I am not going to be going, but I am going to be making a bunch of hats and I will mail them off to Dana. If you have any hats that you would like to make that your local 
um, hospitals will not take, please get in contact with me and I can coordinate them. If you send them to me, I can bundle them with mine and then I can send them all down to her. But please check your local hospital first. Uh, You might be surprised. These, you know, hats are, are definitely needed by the hospitals. I have also been working on my aggregate shawl. This is by Jimmy Nitz. I've reached the end of the shawl as written, but I have more yarn left, and I, I knew that this was going to be happening. I'm going to keep going um, in the pattern as established until I run out of yarn. The way the pattern works is you do sort of um, like a left wing short row triangle, then a right wing short row triangle, and then you do um, try you do, I think it's two of each of those, and then you do two triangles that actually point downwards to the bottom of the shawl. So instead of doing like a like left or right pointing, it's actually like, I should back up. So it's basically wedges on each side. You, the result is a triangle, but you basically do a left wedge and then a right wedge and then a left wedge and then a right wedge. And then you do two triangles pointing down to increase the depth of the shawl. Um, so I'm just going to keep going as is. I actually have a whole other skein of each yarn and I still have quite a bit left in the skeins that I have. It's actually taking less yarn Thought it was going to so I'm I was going to use the second skeins of each colorway but now I might just stop it after the first it's it's probably going to be big enough I'm working on these in some 100% tencel yarns that I got from oh lord uh, artisanal yarns that's it I bought them at artisanal yarns and Rhinebeck several years ago I am working on what I'm calling my matchy socks I am nearly to the cups of the first sock so those are coming along nicely they are my purse knitting, so get a few rounds done on those every day in the car, waiting for the kids, you know, at karate lessons, etc., etc. I have been working on my dress. I've mentioned this a few times. Uh, the handmade dress I'm working on is coming along very nicely. I have split for the armholes. I'm nearly done with the front left strap. By the time I release this this evening, I might be done. I'm, I'm that close. I did have to pause and redo the math. Um, I had to adjust the pattern to fit a little bit better. My gate swatch completely lied, but you know, that happens sometimes. So, but I am nearly done. I just have to do the right front strap and then the upper back and then it'll be ready to wear. Well, no, and then it'll be ready for me to attempt to make a crinoline to make the skirt poof out afterwards. But, um, you know, it, it, it'll come. <laughs> it'll be there soon. I am doing some uh, design work in the background that I cannot talk to you about, but that's coming along nicely. And I have one that I'm almost done with. I'm very excited about that. I also started a new sweater for myself since I did not actually go ahead and make my annual um, Christmas morning sweater cast on. Life just got a little insane. Uh, so I decided to actually go ahead and use, this is my basically my Christmas cast on. Um, I'm knitting South Woods by River Road Knits. I'm using some old stash yarn for the lace underlayer and my hand spun for the main body of the sweater. So if you've ever seen a picture of this sweater, it's absolutely stunning for one thing. But what you do is you knit a lace bottom, um, so like a, like a couple inches high circle of lace, and then you knit a flat panel of lace that will be like your back, and then you basically knit a body, like a backless body of the sweater. It's not really backless because um, there's enough that the back can overlap, and then you have the lace panel showing out underneath. I think I'm, I'm trying to describe it without giving away all the secret sauce. Um, but it's beautiful design. Um, it's very well written. It's easy to follow. It sounds a lot more complicated than it actually is. Um, if you go on, I've got the um, pattern linked in the show notes. 
if you go ahead and take a look at that, it will make a lot more sense. And I, this is this pattern is going to be absolutely stunning when it's done. I cannot wait to wear this out and about. Um, but that leads me to knitting fail. Yep, I had a big knitting fail the first time I started Southwoods. Um, yes, I have started it more than once. The first time I managed to make a very lovely lace Mobius strip, which um, doesn't work well when you actually want to wear it on your body and connect things to it. <laughs> when I was first starting the lace, I checked twice to make sure it wasn't twisted, but apparently not closely enough. So the next morning, I knitted another row or two and realized about row six-ish or so that I had a big old twist. Um, so I had to rip it all back and restart. Um, the second time, I actually knit the first two rows back and forth and then joined in the round. That's uh, a trick I learned a while back. If you're ever worried, especially if you're working with a very fine yarn and it's hard to tell with the twist or you have a, a ton of stitches on your needle and, you know, it's kind of the, the, the fabric kind of bunches up on both sides and it's hard to tell what's twisted and what's not. If you work a row or two or even three or four, if you're really worried, back and forth, you can make absolutely certain when you join, because you'll have a thicker fabric and you'll, it'll be much, much easier to see. So the second time, that's what I did. It's working fine. I have passed the point where um, I made the issue the first time. I'm not, let's see, you have to, re I believe, repeat chart one twice. I'm not done with chart one once yet. I'm maybe two thirds, three quarters of the way through chart one. So I've got uh, a ways to go still before I can start the main body, but I am very excited because I, this is going to be absolutely gorgeous in my hands, but I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Wearables. Well, uh, my birthday weekend was incredibly warm around here. So, um, many of you may know I lived, uh, just outside of Boston. I live in one of the Boston suburbs. It's winter time here. New England does get a proper winter. I'm actually looking out a window right now and seeing plenty of snow on the ground. However, my birthday weekend, just recently, uh, it topped out at 74 degrees Fahrenheit here. That's 23 Celsius, whereas our highs uh, should be hovering on either side of freezing, give or take, you know, 5, 10 degrees. You know, it, it, in Fahrenheit, we would be normally in the 20s to the 30s would be our, our normal highs for temperatures. So in Celsius, probably somewhere between negative 7 to positive one and positive two, that should be our, our normal high temperature range. Lows, you know, can go way below zero around here. And sometimes our highs are even zero Fahrenheit, which is negative 20 Celsius. Okay, once we get into the negatives, my Celsius conversion goes completely out. But anyway, you get the point. 74 Fahrenheit, 23 Celsius, that is insane. We should not be anywhere near that warm. So I broke out all the warm weather hand knits because, you know, why not? I wore my mommy's tunic that I designed many, many years ago when I had thing one. I wore the um, the lace sweater one from Vogue Knitting Magazine that was designed by Brooke Nico. I knit this years ago in a cone of 5-2 bamboo from Webs. The pattern is a lace coat. It's nearly knee length. Um, and It's beautiful. It's about three-quarter length sleeves, maybe slightly longer than three-quarter length sleeves. Um, and the whole thing is is a different lace pattern, some with the yarn held single, some with the yarn held double. Um, 
And I wore that out to dinner at for my birth as a jacket for my birthday dinner. It was so warm. I just had you know like a a, a fancy t shirt on basically. I have a nice short sleeve shirt and that lace coat over it. And it looked really really nice. Um, I have that pattern linked in the show notes for those of you who go and look at the actual pattern itself. If I remember correctly, the large I think the largest size on offer was medium, like a thirty six inch bust. And those of you who know me, I'm not a 36 inch bus by any stretch of the imagination. So I uh, just used um, a little bit thicker yarn. I used a 5-2 yarn. I think it calls for lace weight yarn. And I used bigger needles. And I just made my gauge bigger on purpose. Counted for the larger size how many stitches would be needed uh, uh, in circumference of my body um, when I made it. And then used my gauge swatch to determine that using the, the bigger swatch size, how big around it would be, found it fit. And I went ahead with actually it might even have been a thirty-two. It would whatever the sizes were were crazy small. So I just knit it with um, I knit the number of stitches as the pattern called for, but with bigger yarn and bigger needles. And I ended up with an absolutely beautiful coat that I get comments on every time I wear it. It's absolutely stunning. So if you ever think that you want to make one of these patterns designed for you know itty bitty tiny people. You can do it. Um, you just have to do sit down and do a little bit of math first. And, you know, you can use Excel to help you out with that. Don't be afraid of the math. You can make a absolutely gorgeous knit item if you want to just sit down and do a little bit of math. So since that weekend, it's been cold. <laughs> because, of course, it is. <laughs> I've worn my frosted sweater a couple times by Paper Daisy Creations and lots of shawls, including... Um, changing staircases. I've worn my Pont du Marat shawl, which I released this past uh, fall, I think, summer or fall. I wore, I've worn a couple times my Use Your Stash shawl. Uh, one of the samples I knit for that, I knit pretty shallow, almost like a, a scarf, basically. So I'm, I've been using that as a scarf, you know, wearing it kind of folded in half around my neck and using it like a scarf. Um, which reminds me, I kind of want to knit another one of those, but shawl depth. Anyway, that's my, that's my to-do list. Um, and those last two were both designed by me. Um, also, my boys and I have been wearing lots of hand-knit socks, and pretty much all the socks that we have are made using the Fish Lips Kiss Heel. I wear my Twist and Shout hat that's designed by Michelle Duner nearly every day. My youngest has worn his Monomoy sweater several times. That's one of my early patterns. And he wears his Bermuda hat pretty much every day. That is a pattern that someday I will get around to actually writing up and releasing um, it's it's basically a um, a folded brim hat with a fun swirl at the crown. Um, I, I like it's a very deep folded brim because my ears are always cold. So I wanted to work on something that would keep my ears really super duper nice and warm. So someday I'll get around to releasing that pattern. Um, I've also worn the dancing dragon's coat a few times. It makes a great indoor layer on super cold days. I knit that in um, the bamboo which uh, is no longer available it was being produced by i believe it's called venice or venice v-i-n-n-i-s uh, a company out of south africa and v-suite had been the american reseller of that yarn but venice is no longer unfortunately making that yarn which is a real shame because it's an amazing dk yarn and i luckily i bought tons of it right before they went out of business um or they stopped selling it i should say v-suite originally actually stopped uh, production. She went out of business. And then later on, uh, ironically, after she'd done all her destashing of her supply, somebody bought the business from her and is now um, 
operating. I know nothing, absolutely nothing about this new company, or I should say, I know very little about this new company. I have not bought any yarn from them. So the bee suite that I own is from the um, the first version of her. Uh, let's see, what's coming up next? Pattern stocking. So my youngest has, in no uncertain terms, told me he wants more handed items, which is absolutely stinking adorable because he's four. Um, and he is very knitworthy. He wears all his handed items and he loves wearing his handed items. So he has told me he's been he's been placing orders basically since November, but I have not had time between um, the pattern work I've been doing and Christmas knitting and the de all the other deadlines I've had. I have not had time until just recently to take on fun projects. So he told me he wants a new sweater. He also wants another hat. He wants Halloween socks and uh, he wants Christmas socks. So I make him Christmas socks every year. So that's that's easy. Uh, the Halloween socks came about because I got a bunch of new sock yarn from the family for my birthday, and he found the purple yarn, and it's a purple tonal. I'm not sure if it's actually going to come out as striped or just tonal, because I've never lit with the kibasi tonal before. So, but it looks beautiful, but he told me that he wants that, and there was also one, it's called Really Red, but it's kind of almost like a reddish-orange color tint in the actual stain I have. He wants those two together with some black to make. Halloween socks. <laughs> he knows exactly what he wants. <laughs> so I told him we will see. Uh, there's definitely no time to get a sweater for him knit in time for this year. He has gotten a lot bigger. He, between July and, uh, yeah, we, we measured them in July, both boys, and then we measured them both over Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving, or anyway, right around Thanksgiving time. And they had both grown two inches, which explains why they also outgrew all of their clothing. <laughs> Yay. Um, but anyway, he's big enough now that I'm going to have to admit him a much larger size. So it's going to take a lot longer. You know, he's no longer wearing twos, threes, and fours. He's wearing, you know, proper boy sizes now. So I told him next winter, but he can help me figure out what he wants. Last I knew it, it was he wanted a BB-8 sweater. I don't know if he still wants that because now his big brother has finally outgrown the R2-D2 sweater I knit several years ago, and it's almost small enough to fit thing to. So I don't know if I can get away with that and maybe not knit him a sweater for another year or so. I don't know. We'll see. But um, another, you know, he's got so much. He just got a brand new hat for Christmas from my, my parents that he absolutely loves. I think it was from my parents. Could have been my in-laws. But anyway, somebody gave him really cute one of those animal head hats that are all the rage these days with the preschool set. So he's got one of those. Um, so that might might hold him off. But I know he's definitely going to be asking for more socks. He loves wearing his mommy socks. That's what he calls them. He either calls them his Christmas socks or his mommy socks. And he's got a couple pairs now. And he loves his mommy socks. So you can't argue when your four-year-old come up, comes up to you and say, Mommy, I love your socks. Can you please make me more? You know, just melts your heart. Out and about. So a few things coming up that I, I'm planning to go to all of these. I cannot guarantee I will be there, but that's the plan at the moment. So the first one is coming up in, oh goodness, just over a week, I think. It's the Wayland Winter Farmer Market Fiber Days. There's two this year. The first one is coming up January 26th. I definitely, you know, barring illness, I'm, I am going to that one. I've already got that one planned out. The second one will be uh, later on March 1st. Not sure if I can make it to that one. Really want to. It's so much fun. If you are in the greater Massachusetts area, 
it's totally worth going. You know, driving down from New Hampshire, up from Connecticut, Rhode Island, etc. It's worth it. It's a lot of fun. They take over a very large garden center, and it's basically um, almost all fiber vendors and a few food vendors. So it's so much fun. It's kind of like the you know having you know one or two of the barns at Rhinebeck. It was like zero pressure. And it's nice and warm. <laughs> there's actually there's actually heat inside the building, which is really nice. Um, and there's also a little food hall. They open up one of the areas, and there's um, food tasting, and there's wine tasting, and there's sandwiches you can buy. You can have a nice lunch there. And the seafood chowder lady, if she's back this year, definitely go check out the seafood chowder lady. I am very picky about my seafood chowder. My grandpere was a fisherman, and a lot of my cousins are fishermen, so I am totally spoiled when I go, you know, back to visit my family. I'm very particular about my seafood chatter, and she makes a really good one. Uh, also coming up, sorry, delayed for food there because it's almost lunchtime. And I'm getting hungry here. Uh, coming up on February 9th is the Boston Farm and Fiber Fest, and I still have not made it to one of these. Someday I'm going to get there. I don't know if it's going to be this year. Um, that is right before we are heading out on vacation, so I'm not sure if I'm going time to get to that or not, but we will see. Also coming up soon in about two months, we have Stitches United. It's back in Connecticut. It is March 26th to 29th, 2020 at the uh, convention center in downtown Hartford. That's a lot of fun. This one is nice. You know, bring your friends who not, aren't necessarily knitters or crocheters because they also have quilting and embroidery and it's a pretty good sort of like pan crafting event. Uh, I, I am not a quilter. I know how to quilt. I have made small quilts before. Um, so I, I understand what is needed to go into a really beautiful quilt. And the quilts there blow me away. I mean, they are absolutely astonishing. The, the, the level of, of work. It's amazing. So even if you're not interested in shopping, I recommend, I highly recommend going Um you know, because who doesn't love to go walk around and touch all the pretty yarn? But also, make sure you check out those quilters' booths and the samples on display. Your jaw will just hit the floor. They are phenomenal. Every time I've gone to Stitches United, I take pictures and email them to my mom because she is a quilter. And even her jaw, you know, just hits the floor. Well, we are running a little bit on the longer side today, so I'm going to wrap it up here. I hope you all are staying warm. Those of you who are in the north, like me, it's cold again right now. <laughs> it's a really cold day out here in New England right now. Um, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. And as always, keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.